Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. What's up and what's happening, everybody? And welcome into the 129th episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and we're back tonight with Dustin Smith. We're making this thing a weekly a weekly appearance from Dustin, man. I'm excited to have him back. Uh, we're here to talk about the Auburn Tigers Saturday against Penn State. 2.30 kick at Jordan-Hare Stadium, and there's a lot to talk about. We want to break down this game. Uh, get a prediction from Dustin, give you my prediction, and and I'm going to ask Dustin about a big-time recruit we got today, one that we lost in Carmelo English yesterday. Uh, we're going to get uh, a game from Dustin that really excites him this weekend, one that he's going to be uh, really keying in on besides Auburn and Penn State. So we're excited to have him. We're going to kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network, show them all their love and appreciation. Then we're going to get Dustin right in here and get after it. War Damn Eagle, everybody. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back, everybody, and tonight we're joined by Dustin Smith. He's back once again. It's becoming a weekly thing with him, man. Excited to have him. We're here to talk some Auburn Tigers football. Dustin, how you doing tonight, man? I'm um, great, bro. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I'll head up to Auburn, so... I headed up to Auburn tomorrow morning. Love that, man. Hey, Dustin, I bought my tickets today, man. Uh, you know, you and a couple others kind of talked me into it. I, I was sitting there, and I was like, man, like, you know, I want to go. Do I pull the trigger on it? Do I do I make it happen? And I text my wife this morning while I was on my lunch break, and I said, hey, look. I said, I've been waiting for this game. All right, I, I want to go regardless of of what color they run out in all right i want to be there i want to be in this electric atmosphere and she said hey if you want to go buy the tickets all right and i pulled the trigger bought them and i'm excited as hell man we're, we're going up to atmore uh, we're going up to atmore friday night and we're going to wake up early saturday morning and make the drive up and uh i can't wait man that the atmosphere is going to be hellacious yeah, I was watching uh, Tank Bigsby on Tiger Talk a minute ago, and you know he uh, he really challenged the fans, and so it's going to be. I mean, big to that just as it is for the program, 
And uh, mm-hmm. that's the kind of one we've been waiting on all year. And, you know, it's the first time that a Big Ten team has ever played in Jordan Air. That's just yeah. so wild, man. I mean, you got, uh, you got two teams that are kind of similar when you think about it. Like, you look at their, their place in the Big Ten, um, not quite Ohio State, not quite Michigan, but still very respectable. Auburn, kind of the same deal in the SEC. We're not quite LSU, not quite Alabama historically, but, you know, still very respectable, still a top 20 program all time. So, mm-hmm. and when's Penn State going to come back to Auburn? I mean, you know, it could be another 100-something years. So, just from that aspect, and we don't know when we're going to play them again. We, we don't want to get swept in this two-game series versus them. You want to win the one time that they're coming in there. You want to win the first time a Big Ten team ever comes in there, which is just so crazy. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm fired up. I know the, the fan base is fired up, and we're almost there. I can't wait, buddy. Dustin, man, one thing I wanted to <laughs> – you were talking about the Penn State. Uh, it's going to be a while before they play again and everything, and it, and it immediately took me to the Locked on Auburn episode. And, bro, Zach, look, I wanted – I want to give him a shout-out because of how professional he was. Like, the professionalism – to sit there when the guy made the comparison between TJ and Cam and Zach just was like, hey, look, you're probably going to catch some feedback from the Auburn fans. Like, um, eh, you know, probably wasn't the best comparison. And I just immediately was like, wow, you know, uh, just listening to it, man. And, and I've said it multiple times. Like, I'm, I'm so tired of hearing of people compare quarterbacks to Cam Newton. Like, Arkansas does it. With KJ Jefferson, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. Uh, Florida was doing it last week with with AR15 and all that. Like I, I'm just I'm I'm over it, man. But um, I was shocked about that, man. Well, how do you feel about everybody comparing uh, all these quarterbacks to Cam, man? Like it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's just silly, and it's um, football is one of the things where. This just has millions of fans. There's so many followers. So, and now with social media, everyone gets to put their opinion out. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even really going to touch the TJ Finley versus Cam thing. <laughs> I just, I just want TJ to. Uh, if TJ can go 17 for 25 yeah. with 230 yards, two touchdowns, and no turnovers on Saturday, that's all I need. So, mm. and as far as rushing goes. Boy, that gap is <laughs> – yeah, we, anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody gets a bad take every now and then. I thought mm-hmm. that uh, – I thought Alabama was going to win 56-9 last week. So, mm. I'll, cut, I'll cut the guys in slack, I guess. But um, it's, it's just silly. It's lazy. And it's not – there's just, you know, it's just kind of one of the things, man. I don't – I don't pay that much attention to it. It's just what it's whatever. It's silly, and uh, it's just the easy thing for them to point to. You got a big guy that can run a little bit, and now he's Cam Newton. Nah. Well, Dustin, hey, I, I was I was right there with you on the Alabama take last week. So I said forty five to seventeen, and uh, neither one of those come true. So, it, uh, no. but man, that's one thing I wanted to I wanted to hop in here tonight and talk about was uh, T J Finley, man. Like you just you just spit out a stat line there of what what you kind of expect of him Saturday at two thirty, man. What does T J Finley have to do, Dustin, 
Um, we know he can't turn the ball over like he has the first two weeks, man, but what do you expect to do? What do you expect him to do in this passing game Saturday? Well, I mean, like you just said, and everyone knows that he's got to protect the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's first and foremost. But to stay calm, control the game, control the offense, it's not, you know, we're not going to put up 40 points mm-hmm. and neither is Penn State. This is going to be a slug it out kind of game. So when you have the guys wide open, you're going to have to hit them. You can't afford to miss. And you can't. You just can't afford to turn the ball over in this game at all. It just needs to get crisp, man. If you're, if you're going to miss, just miss high. You know, miss high and throw it out of bounds. Like, if it's third down and six and we, you know, really need to get the six right there on the edge of field goal range, I know it sucks, man, but if it's not there, just throw it out of bounds. If we have to punt it, we have to punt it. Just don't put us in a bad position. Um and then you just he's got to for TJ this is TJ's time or this is your moment like he's not going to get too many more chances we know that, that last week Robbie increased his reps and you know they, they gave him every chance to take the starting job he just mm-hmm. didn't take it so and this week uh, Hogan Justin Hogan said it all real live I was reading an article from earlier in today it seems like Zach got some reps for the ones this week Really? So, so uh, it kind of seems like Robbie just, you know, he's kind of, his role was established. He'll be a change of pace. I don't want to use the word gimmicky because mm-hmm. it's not a gimmick. It's, it's definitely uh, something that the other team has to worry about. But it kind of seems like he's going to be, for now, he had his opportunity. Unfortunately, he struggled with accuracy in fall mm-hmm. camp, and we've seen him struggle with it last week. Um, so, just doesn't seem like they have faith in Robbie to command the whole offense for a whole four quarters right now. And so for TJ, you know, you're only, you're only going to get so many more chances. Uh, as big as this game is, Auburn's got plenty more big ones on the schedule. And the mm-hmm. staff knows that they don't have time to mess around. So if TJ is not getting it done, if he's not getting it done Saturday, you know, maybe Robbie, maybe Zach, who knows? But uh, for TJ, like well, you made the statement earlier in the week for Auburn, this is do or die. Mm-hmm. For TJ, this is one hundred percent. This this is your this is your moment. You need to step up on the big stage and show everybody that you're that guy. Mm. Yeah, Dustin, man, I, I was I was really I was really sitting here thinking, TJ Finley, man, just keep us out of third and longs. Keep us keep us ahead of the sticks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't don't. Third and third and nines, third and eights. You know, keep us right there at third and three, man. Third and four, uh, something manageable. You know, we can we can hand it to Tank Jarquez, man. Hit uh, Shanker on a little dump off. Yeah, man. Uh, something like that. You know, because if if we're behind the sticks, man. If we if we uh, find ourselves with penalties at, in third and twelve, third and long, man. Uh, we're we're in serious trouble Saturday. Um, and and that's what I'm really wanting to see. I think we need to get the ball out of TJ's hands early. Uh, we need to get him uh, comfortable and some nice, easy throws, uh, get his confidence up, and uh, and just not turn the ball over, man. If we don't turn the ball over, I really like our chances to win. And, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, Dustin, I, I look at this offensive line, I look at their front seven, and – I, you know, a lot of people say that our offensive line is not great, but I think we have an opportunity to run the football this Saturday, man. I think Tank and Jarquez and even Damari Olsen, I think there's opportunities there. Uh, what do you see out of this running game Saturday? Will Auburn be able to run the football on Penn State? 
I think the magic number is 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we can get to 200, and I think it's possible with Robbie, with Tank, with Jarquez, and mm-hmm. I don't know how much Damari's going to play, seeing as how his snaps are limited versus, you know, two weaker opponents. Yep. But uh, maybe we'll see some of Damari. I don't know. But, you know, it's just going to be one of them things, Blake, like we talked about the other day. Uh, I would definitely would like to see some kind of decision at the right guard position. Uh, this is not a game where I want to see us rotating guys out on the offensive line, uh, <laughs> still trying to figure something out. So, just like for TJ, just you know, I mean, it, this is this is your guys' time. This is your opportunity for a guy like Tate Johnson. You know, who I I've been impressed with the first two weeks. I thought yeah. that Tate was going to have a little bit more of a hard time, uh, just not playing much at all in his career, stepping right in and being the starting center. But he's looked comfortable. He's looked, you know, he's looks good. He doesn't look lost out there. Um, so it's going to be a step up in competition for him. Just all those guys, they have, you know, they've been much maligned, man. And for and for good reason. Like, they haven't been great. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's one of the things. You guys are big. You guys have been playing together for a long time. Uh, I heard all offseason, you know, you did too. Every Auburn fan heard it. Working on physicality, working on physicality, working on physicality. And I'll tell you what, if you're Will Friend, I need to see something somewhere because I'm not seeing it in recruiting at all. So I need to see some development from your from your unit on the field. Mm. Dustin, I mentioned him last night uh, when I when I did a little podcast, and man. Will Friend been in the SEC longer than anybody on the coaching staff, and just not just flat out not getting it done on the recruiting trail, man. There will be some big names there this weekend, so uh, it's Saturday is the time for Auburn, man. But Dustin, I wanted to hop over here to the defensive side of the ball, man, real quick, and this is one of the big things to me. Saturday, um, I, I said it was my X factor the other night, creating turnovers. Uh, our D line on their offensive line and our secondary. Can we get a pass rush, and can we create a turnover, man? Uh, can, can the guys get home? Can they force Clifford into a bad throw or two? We know that he is uh, he is you know not not protective of the ball when when he's under pressure, man. So I, I think there's an opportunity for Auburn's D line here. How do you feel about this front seven going up against their offensive line? Tell you what, if uh, we win the coin toss, I'd definitely kick them the ball, mm-hmm. and I would let them. I would let them face the crowd first. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, this is this is where I feel the most confident. I do not feel like Penn State. They might have a couple of runs or whatever, but I just I'm not worried about them coming in for four quarters and running the ball in between the tackles or on the outside for that matter. Mm-hmm. I just I'm not worried about it. I don't think that they'll average over four yards a carry in this game. So at some point. They're going to have to lean on Sean Clifford, and I saw I was uh, I was a little bit late to it. I'm going to go back and watch it when we get done uh, beginning of Tiger Talk. But I saw on the you know social media and stuff that Jeff Smetting was getting peppered with questions mm-hmm. about Are we going to blitz? Are we going to blitz? You know what? Are we just being vanilla these first two weeks? We didn't at all put any pressure on Sean Clifford, and seemed like his answers were. Yes, we're you know that's part of the game plan. We don't want him to be comfortable. So, yeah, man, it's time for Derek Hall. It's time for Eku. It's time for these guys. I want to see our secondary be put in good. You know, just play to their strengths. If the guy, if Jalen Simpson is a better uh, man press corner, 
mm-hmm. and let him play man press. You know, like let's let's not let's not sit back. I mean, the last we just everyone knows, man. We had that game last year. We had that game in Happy Valley. I get Absolutely. pissed off thinking about it. Absolutely, it's, you know, and I know I know the guys do too. And you Derek Hall, you're the captain. You've challenged the fans just like what you know as well. Tank did. Um, so. Show us something. Go out there and get a sack and a half, you know, get two sacks. And uh, I, so far, what I've been most impressed with, like the best unit on our team to me is the interior D-line, is the D-tackles. So I know those guys are going to have a big game. And this is just going to be, man, uh, old school classic, you know, Penn State versus all run. This is going to be a lot of fun. And the game, like all games, is going to be one in the trenches for sure. Yeah, well, Dustin, man, I got to ask you. We broke everything down. We went over uh, the other night, a couple X factors. We, we're here tonight talking about it, man. Uh, when you look at everything, we're going to be there Saturday. Give me a score prediction and how you how do you think this thing plays out? I When I woke up this morning, I was full, full barn mode. <laughs> so I will say objectively that I am not – this is not normal, realistic, cool-headed me. Uh, I'm going 100% Auburn glasses here. And, but, I, but at the same time, it's not, you know, this is not an unrealistic. I mean, the line's, what, Penn State by three? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is not, this is a toss-up game. It's, they're not miles better than us or any kind of thing. Um, if we would have blown out San Jose State the way we were supposed to have last week, we might even be the favorite. So... Yeah. It's not a crazy take. I just I've got Auburn twenty seven to twenty one. Okay. And I think the key is a quick start. Like obviously we can't Penn State can't come down and score, you know, quick and all that. We can't be playing too far from behind. It's gotta be one we're all we always gotta be in the game. But man, if we're just in the game, I know what the atmosphere is gonna be like. Mm-hmm. And if we're in the game in the fourth quarter our defense hasn't created a turnover this year. And yes, I have been one people really, you know, say, hey, you know, everybody has. We know that's got to change. But just law of average, right? Are we going to go three games without creating a turnover on defense? I mean, this mm-hmm. is college football. A, a bat's going to drop a ball. Sean Clipper's going to throw a pig. Mm-hmm. Something, you know what I mean? Like, just law of average. We're going to yep. get the ball. So, let's get the ball a couple times. Give the offense a short field. I've got Auburn. 27 to 21 i've got a balanced attack uh we need to be 200 at least 200 passing and at least are right there around 200 uh rushing and we do that and we protect the football and win the turnover battle and you get laid in that fourth quarter and i i just have um that auburn magic's gonna show up so it's, it's not even gonna be i think it's gonna be one of them things where this is a game you look back on and remember a certain play you know this is gonna be a, mm. i think it's gonna be a big moment because it, Blake, this feels like a, a moment, right? Where if you, you just, like we talked about with Nebraska at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and we, me and you were talking about it on Twitter during their game versus Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Are y'all going, we heard all off season about whether you're going to pull through in close games. Are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. What's, now, the moment is here for us. Me and you talked about it all week. Yep. This is the moment. So it's going to be a close game. You're going to have it at home. Every make, Somebody's going to make a big play. And I just, I feel it. Yeah, 27, Dustin. 21 Tigers. Love that, man. Dustin, uh, it, you know, the big play, it kind of takes me back to last year. Uh, I was in Jordan here for the Ole Miss game, and Corral, 
he breaks away. I can't remember who he broke away from. It might have been Derek Hall. Uh, he breaks away, and he rolls uh, to the right, and he's looking in the end zone, and he kind of throws it back across his body, and Jalen Simpson uh, comes over and, and cuts it off and has a pick in the end zone. And Jordan-Hare Stadium goes nuts, all right? And that was the big play because Ole Miss was driving right there. And you could you could kind of feel like, hey, we need a big play. And that was it, man. And, uh, you know, I kind of feel that right there with you that somebody's got to make a big play. And are we going to go three straight games without creating a turnover, man? Um, I, I just don't think we do. I think Auburn's defense does create a turnover on Sean Clifford. Yeah, and and uh, and Sean Clifford. I think this defense. Uh, I think they're going to be ready Saturday because of what happened last year with Sean Clifford, and they don't have Dotson anymore. And they had a field day on us last year, and I really think we, this, refused, we, we refused to blitz that whole game. Yeah. I mean, we made no adjustments; just let them stand there and pick us apart. Yep, and you know, I th- I think they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder, Dustin. I, I really do. I, I think they're going to. You know, I, I I'm. Look, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that it's just going to be one turnover. I, it might be two. All right, and and uh, I just think, man. That, of course, the national media. You know, they're not on Auburn's side all week long. All I've heard was Penn State, Penn State, Penn State. That's another thing that I think this Auburn team is really listening to. Nobody's giving you a shot. Nobody. Like, not a soul. They're they're all against Auburn. All right, it's all Penn State. Uh, Penn State's going to win. That you look at Penn State's message boards and everything. It's it's. I put this on Twitter the other day. It's thirty five to ten, bro. If we lose by twenty five points to Penn State, we just need to fold the season, and it's going to be a long two thousand and twelve year uh, three and nine special. Okay. Yeah, that would be a major problem. Yeah, like, uh, but I think in this game, I think that T.J. Finley rallies the troops in the fourth quarter. All right, we're down 21 to 20. And TJ with about I don't know, about give me a give me give me 3 minutes, 3 and a half and change and TJ is going to rally the troops, Dustin, and he's going to get us into field goal position. All right, and Anders is going to knock one through and we're going to take this thing 23 to 21. The defense is going to make a stand in the last in the last minute. And keep Penn State out of field goal range, and we win this thing twenty-three to twenty, or twenty-three twenty-one, I should say. And Jordan Hare Stadium is going to go absolutely ballistic, Dustin. You hear me? Nuts. Yeah, no, I, I, I prediction. Uh, if it comes down to a kicker, I can assure you that I'll probably have a panic attack and miss the kick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I I would love it. Uh, we need it, man. We need it, and to break to break through and just win a big game after these couple of years of struggling. I mean, look, I know that beating Ole Miss last year on Halloween was fun, and they were mm-hmm. highly ranked, and that was a good Ole Miss team, and I understand all that. But Auburn, Auburn beats Ole Miss. We know that. Yep. So, uh, kind of like our, our last two wins, our, our best two wins last year were Arkansas and Ole Miss, and those are teams that Auburn beats. But no, so yep. you know, this is. I'm, I hope that happens, dude. I hope that happens. My chest is going to hurt leaving the stadium, but I hope that happens. <laughs> so, Dustin, last night, man, I actually did a, a little episode talking about uh, Harson and what this game meant to Auburn and everything. So, last night I was going through the schedule last last year, and I was like, okay, well, who did Auburn beat? You know, you beat Arkansas. 
You beat Ole Miss, all right? Well, Arkansas and Ole Miss, man, those are teams, and no disrespect to those programs. Like I said last night, no disrespect, but those are two programs that Auburn beats. And I look at Ole Miss, and I say, you're a baseball school, you know? And and same with Arkansas. I look at Arkansas, and I say, you're a basketball and baseball school, you know? Like, I just think those are two teams that Auburn – is supposed to beat. Last year, we were up 28 on Mississippi State. You're supposed to beat Mississippi State. If you're at Auburn, you're supposed to beat Mississippi State. All right? And that can't happen this year. All right? You, you can't be losing to a Mississippi State. And I laid it out with Penn State, man. Is Penn State winning 10, 11 games a year right now like they were in the glory days? No, they're not. Uh, they're winning, you know, seven, eight, maybe nine games here and there. And we can't get swept by Penn State, man. It can't happen. We can't do a home-and-home and get swept. It just I think that would be detrimental to the program. Like It just can't happen, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you because there's, there's opportunities that you know you're only going to get one time. Mm-hmm. And if you, you just have to take it. So I got the national championship in 2013. So, yeah, it's a national title. But just look at it like, so I know it's a big deal, but just look at it this way. That was Florida State in the freaking Rose Bowl. That's Mm -hmm. the part that hurt me, Blake, was that it was in the Rose Bowl, man. Like, when is Auburn going to play for a national title in the Rose Bowl? Yep. Like, and we had it and we dropped it. And that, I just, well, hopefully in my lifetime we'll play for more national titles and that kind of Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's not, you know, that's not far-fetched. I've seen great Auburn teams already, 2004, 2010, 2013. Um, Early in my life, I was a little bit too young, but there was a long (laughs) street there with Bowden. So, you know, we're going to get back to that point, you know, at some time. We're just, we're historically a a great program. And that of those days will happen. But, man, Penn State's not coming back to Auburn anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And you've already dropped the one time. Like we're not going back to Happy Valley anytime soon. So you've already you've already messed that one up. So yeah, like you said, dude, and we can't get swept. Uh, just think of how long we've been playing football, and the first time a Big Ten team's coming in here. Yeah, we we got to get this one done, man. Yeah, that's a fact, man. Uh, Dustin, I love the breakdown. Love the prediction, man. Uh, I want to I want to flip this thing over here to the to the recruiting side of things, man. Look, we we lose Carmelo English yesterday. He decommits. A lot of people think that he is headed to the University of Kentucky, not the University of Auburn, Dustin. Um, that, <laughs> yeah, they get some players, man. University of Auburn gets some players. <laughs> Uh, man, uh, that cracks me up. People were giving him uh, – they were going at him yesterday. But, man, uh, Carmelo English decommits. But then today you pick up Hopkins, man. Uh, how big is this pickup? Uh, I, I saw where he was the number one wide receiver in the state of Georgia, man. How big was this? 
Yeah, no, we know how talent rich Georgia is. He's a uh, top 300 recruit, but Carmelo, to be fair, was the top receiver in Alabama, and he was also a 300 recruit. Um, Adam is 196 overall, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Uh, five foot eleven, about 180 pounds from Thomasville, Georgia. Good relationship with Ike Killer, and I, I, I'm at this point today, right? Uh, we'll, we'll stay on Adam. We'll just think about how it's a little something to think about. Uh, Ike Killer, in his short time at Auburn, has already recruited as many wide receivers as Will Friend has offensive linemen. <laughs> but so do with that what you will. <laughs> but um, Ike's doing great, man. And um, I'm excited to have this kid. And I think that you kind of saw, because we've known this one for about a week or two. You know, yeah. this has been, this, has, this didn't shock anybody. Um, but the Carmelo thing did. Like, you no know, one saw that coming. I've watched uh, some of the guys today with On3. They do a great job. That's who I've used for my recruiting mm-hmm. uh, information. And I watched one of their podcasts, and they just, they have said, you know, hey, we didn't, we didn't see this coming with Carmelo. So... Who knows exactly what that is? And I'll tell you what, man. Um, his little situation on Twitter yesterday, <laughs> I went through and I spent some time reading. And I found a couple of tweets. And, they, you know, they weren't nice. Like, it's not something that I would have said to a 17-year-old, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of lame and whatever. But they also weren't, like, they weren't vulgar. They weren't... Yeah. over the line it was just somebody kind of being a douchebag and like again I wouldn't encourage it and I don't like seeing Auburn fans do that kind of stuff but it wasn't it wasn't nothing that was like malicious you know it wasn't mm-hmm. horn wished or anything like that and uh, I'm not trying to you know downplay it but it's just to see him take it to see Carmelo English take it the way he did and again 17 year old man when I was seven, 17 <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. Good thing I didn't have Twitter, and I wasn't a top prospect being recruited. <laughs> so I can only imagine, man. You know, so all I, I understand all that. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that if you sit all these kids down, these high ranked recruits, they will tell you their goal is to play in the NFL. Yep. Bo Nix will tell you that their goal is to play in the NFL. His goal. Mm-hmm. But yet, you can't be that sensitive to some of these things. You can't transfer from Auburn and say. Us, the fa- you know, the fans have your sister speak through you on social media and blame the fans. Carmelo, ignore that, man. Yeah. It, that, that, you know, it's time for you to understand a little something. And I don't know his personal life and all that kind of stuff, but man, there were some times when I was a kid where I didn't, you know, we were struggling, man. We were struggling. And I didn't know if certain things were going to happen. Just normal things, food, and, you know, like it's. Sometimes you just get hard sometimes, man. Yep. People go through stuff, and my parents are great. You know, they, they worked their butt off and always kept me fed, nothing like that. But I'm just saying, man, like, you're going to go through some things. And a couple of mean tweets that still were football-related. Buddy, if you got aspirations of playing in the NFL, dude, you made one bad play in the NFL, and somebody with a lot of followers captures it, makes a meme out of it or a fun video. I mean, <laughs> look at Mark Sanchez with a butt fumble. Yeah. And that was, that was still kind of before social media – was as established, you know, it was just now kind of really taken off. But think of our, think of the butt fumble happened now. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to, if you're going to aspire to be, you know, great and all this kind of stuff, man, don't, 
don't worry about that. And then the other thing I want to say about that real quick, man, is that when two or three people say something stupid on Twitter, that doesn't indict an entire fan base. Absolutely. So so when something, when something happens, I don't need to see 3,000 people say, oh, my goodness, we got to be better as a fan base. Come on, guys. <laughs> Shut up. And just just like this weekend, say we lose. You know as well as I do, you're going to see thousands of these. Well, I see some people complaining about a loss. I stick with my Tigers anyway. No matter win or lose, I'm an Auburn Tiger. Yeah, no shit. That's the point of being a fan. So, that's just a pet peeve of mine. Like, shut up. Shut up with that crap. I don't care. You know, a couple of people, y'all acting like this dude got death threats and all this kind of stuff. A couple of people, were, they act like idiots. And by the way, think about how hard it you when you go indicting our whole fan base with that, mm-hmm. which is just lazy. Think about how hard it would be for you. Say, man, if I wanted to troll Bama, what would I do? How hard would it be for you to create a Twitter account real quick and say you're a Bama fan, post some Bama stuff for a couple of days, make it look like a Bama account, mm-hmm. and then start hating on recruits or, or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's not – these people never – people that do that kind of stuff never have a face. Yeah. They're always behind the avatar. So just don't even take that serious, man. Like, it just gets – and then it starts getting a bunch of likes, and everybody spends this whole day talking about Auburn players, Auburn fans run people off. Man, if Auburn fans ran Bo Nix off, then good riddance, dude. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Dustin. That, uh, that was special stuff right there, man. Hey, one thing I forgot to mention, Dustin, is I have never experienced a loss inside of Jordan Hare. Why would you say that, buddy? And I'm knocking on wood now. <laughs> I've never experienced a, and I've been to some big time games, man, and I've never experienced a loss. And like you said, man, I'm knocking on wood right now because, uh, oh man, this Saturday, I'm in the, I'm in the same. I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I don't know my exact number, but it's like. It's somewhere around 11 and 0, 12 and 0 in there. Yeah, and and I've never walked out of there with a loss. So. Um, you know, that was one of the things that I told my wife, man. I said, hey, look, if we go up here and we lose, you know, on our way back, um, don't talk to me, okay? Uh, don't don't sit over there and chatter because she's an Alabama fan, man. She's an Alabama fan. So, uh, she, you know, she's going to let me hear it a little bit. And I told her that she's got to wear orange to the game and everything. I said, it's an orange out. Uh, so, but if we lose – don't get in that vehicle on the way home and, and this three, three and a half hours home, uh, pester me and, and talk, talk trash because I don't want to hear it. All right. So hopefully I don't have to deal with that because I've never had to walk outside of Jordan here, uh, with a loss. So I'm excited about this weekend, man. I know, um, I know I'm sure we'll get up and get together up there. Um, and I'm sure we'll have a blast, man. And, uh, it'll be an exciting time, Dustin, but, Man, I wanted to get your your thoughts real quick before we get out of here, man. One game besides Auburn and Penn State that is going to catch your eye this Saturday in college football week three. Well, I'm glad we'll be able to watch it because it doesn't start till eight o'clock. We'll be um, Miami and A and M. Just really interesting, man. It's been a rough week for A and M. Obviously, we touched on that situation a lot on the last podcast, mm-hmm. but. Um, just a really interesting deal that's at A&M right now. How are you guys going to bounce back? Um, 
I think with Miami, you know, they have just a ton of momentum with the new coaching staff and recruiting, and I know there's still a lot of excitement down there. Um, this will be the loudest environment that they got to go to, and and then backs up against the wall kind of thing. They can't afford to start one and two, so there's just a lot of moving parts in that one that I'm really interested to see. And boy, if Miami goes in there and gets a win, one, and most importantly, it says a lot about Miami. And if they do that, then that's because Van Dyke uh, has a hell of a game. Mm. And I think he's more than capable of doing that. I I like him. I just, something about him. Uh, I work with some Miami fans who kind of early on were telling me, you got to watch this guy, you got to watch this guy. And, uh, yeah, I like the way he plays ball. So if he goes in there, he can kind of have a – people know about him, but the the nation kind of take note. Mm -hmm. And then also for A&M, like, you just can't. You just can't afford to lose. You can't afford to go one and two. And it's kind of like – Sometimes you get like the Iron Bowl last year. When a fan base, when a team really has their back up against the wall and is in desperation mode, that's mm-hmm. when the crowd can be the loudest. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's not like an Alabama situation where you just used to win it, man. You know you're going to win the game. Like, I think that crowd's going to be super juiced in College Station. They just have so much online. And when you, everyone saw, how much effort they put into recruiting and all this kind of stuff. I mean, we, we talked about they, all the money they put into it. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be that's going to be an awesome game. It's going to be a lot of fun, and there's just a lot of stuff going on that is really intriguing to me. Yeah, Dustin, I was looking at their schedule today, Texas A&M, that is, man. And, hey, if you lose this one against Miami right. and you go one and two, uh, like we were talking about the other night, now you got Arkansas in Jerry's world, all right? Arkansas, like right now, they look like the better – the better program yeah they're, uh, they're, they're, they're more ready to establish yeah so you're sitting at one and three then you got to go to stark vegas and, and play will rogers you're probably looking at one and four and then you got to go to tuscaloosa and play the the the, the saban the goat all right and so you're probably looking at one and five then you got to go up and and you got to go to columbia south carolina which me and you both know that's not a cakewalk and then you got old miss at your house all right and then you got florida at your house then you got to go to jordan Hare in auburn alabama then you get your your cupcake umass and then you got lsu coming in so buddy if you lose tomorrow and this thing goes off the tracks at one and two Oh, buddy. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, all this money that they just gave him and everything, Dustin, if they only win three or four games, man, and this thing goes sideways, look, I don't want to get on here and make this bold statement, this prediction on this podcast, and say that he's going to get fired. But, Dustin, if they go four and eight, man, I don't know how they couldn't fire him. I really don't. The buyout is so wild that it just made – yeah. I, I mean, from the moment I saw that, you know, it's like, man, you have to be really confident that this is going to work. Yeah. And now we see where they sit. And, yeah, that's uh, – I don't know. I love it. They're a competitor of ours. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not this guy that uh, 
that really pulls for the SEC and non-conference games. And stuff. I don't pull. Every now and then, depending on the situation, man, I don't like any of these teams. Like, exactly. These are our rivals. Screw them. So I hope it goes well for them. I'll give you another one that's really intriguing to me, man. It's going to be LSU and Mississippi State. Absolutely. Because like, same thing. You look at LSU's schedule, they have to win this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Dustin, man, I, I was just pulling it up here. Um, you look at LSU's schedule, man. They got Mississippi State. They're one and one with a loss to Florida State. And like I said last night when I was doing my episode, man, that that loss to Florida State was probably the worst sixty minutes of football that I have ever watched in my life. It was probably worse than the three to two. Uh, Auburn and Mississippi State game, man. It was that bad, in my opinion. It was sloppy as hell. It was not good football. It was not a good product. And LSU lost it. So I want to see this weekend, what is LSU about? They played Southern last weekend. They beat them, what, 65-17? to 17. It was 44-0, to zero, like, with 10 minutes to go in the second. I know yeah, that. Yeah, man. I mean, so Southern, look, whatever, it's – it's whatever, you know. Um, I want to see them against Mississippi State. I want to see them against Will Rogers. This receiving core, this new and improved Mississippi State defense, man. Uh, they went out to Arizona last week. I stayed up late night, Saturday night, watched them play Arizona, and they shut that Arizona offense down, man. Uh, they got in the second half, and uh, they anchored down, and, and they, they – they shut them out, man. It, it was a really, really nice performance by Mississippi State. And like you're saying, if they lose this one, if LSU loses this and goes to one and two, then you got to go to Auburn, right? Then you get Tennessee. You got to go to Florida. You get Ole Miss. You get Alabama. You got to go to Arkansas. You get UAB at home. And then you have to go to Texas A&M. Man. And UAB at home and Cupcake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, they're they're not a cupcake. Uh, They've won in Death Valley before. Yeah, I mean, Dustin, I said that they were going six and six before the season started, man. But if you lose to Mississippi State this weekend and it starts one and two, man, going to Auburn and then Tennessee, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas, all in that stretch, man. Have fun because that that game at the end of the year, LSU and Texas A&M, what they have tried to make into a rivalry game, that could be who finishes sixth and seventh in the West. Honestly, um, you know, and and I don't want to get too far up on Auburn because Auburn could be there. I don't know just yet. We'll find out more this Saturday. But those were the two games, man, that I was really wanting to harp on tonight because. Uh, these two teams desperately need wins this Saturday, Dustin. Bad. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's uh, you know, Mississippi State's kind of kind of sneaking back there. You just don't know. Uh, but it's looking more and more like they're going to be a contender. They're going to be something to deal with. Which, well, you know, great. Just another one in the SEC. <laughs> and people. Uh, I guess I, I guess I kind of fell victim to just it's Mississippi State, but I need to quit falling victim to that. And you know I know they were they were turning a, just a, a bunch of starters, if not pro. I want to say it was eighteen starters is what I saw before the season. Um, and you know another system now with Mike Leach, and mm-hmm. that's, uh, it's just not an offense you see every week. And Will Rogers is he can he runs it well, man, he does. And now. That defense has improved, like you said. So they put emphasis on it in the offseason. So, 
if Mike uh, if Mike Leach gets his crazy little offense rolling and has an SEC caliber defense, it's going to be hell on Saturdays for a lot of us. That's a fact, man. That is a fact. And Mississippi State, man, like you said, I fell victim to it. I I, I just you know I said, oh well, it's Mississippi State. Uh, they're a baseball school. You know how competitive are they going to be in football? I, I fall to it every you know every year. Uh, you know I just throw Mississippi State down there in the bottom. But this year they are a real contender. I think they are up there with Alabama, Arkansas, and you know obviously it'll, it'll be them, Mississippi State. Um, and, and I'm a huge Will Rogers guy, man. He's just uh, I saw some people leave him off their top five quarterbacks in the SEC preseason list, and they were throwing people like Rattler on there. And I'm like, man, there's no way you watch college football week in and week out and you have Will Rogers off the list and you have Spencer Rattler on your list. Like, that is just mind-blowing to me. I, I don't I don't get it. I really don't, Dustin. But, it's about as it's far as comparing Cam Newton and T.J. Fellner. <laughs> man. Hey, <laughs> uh, I, I, I tell you what, I, like I said earlier, man, Kudos to Zach because if I would have been given the interview, we would have had to stop right there, and and that crossover, yeah, I'd, I'd have had to edit it or he'd have got drugged through the mud for saying hey. Because look, here's my thing as an Auburn fan, Dustin, dog, you don't you don't compare anybody to number two, okay? Number two, number seven, and number thirty four. All right, you don't. You, well, there's no comparing those dudes. All right, there's no. Those are the three numbers. Like, dude, don't don't compare anybody to those three. Okay, and and uh, Cam Newton called a touchdown, threw a touchdown, and ran for a touchdown all in the same game. Yeah, and and like like don't compare anybody. Don't bring up their names. All right. And I'm, I just I see it on social media so much, man. Everybody's like, oh, that AR kid down there in Florida. He's next Cam Newton, and I'm like, man, you know, I, I just want to slap the piss out of you because because that just I, I just don't like the take. All right, I, I just it, yeah. I mean, why can't he? Yeah, well, just let these kids be who they are. Why can't yeah. he be AR fifty? I mean, why can't he be who he is? Yeah, yeah. Just let him be his own player, man. Let him make his own legacy and and go his own path, man. Because comparing them to Cam Newton and everything is just it's wild to me, and, and I hate seeing it. Cam was a generational player, um, and like I tell people, man, he was a gift to Auburn. He really was. And uh, that season, man, I mean, what a freaking team. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that was Auburn's gift for 2004. A hell of a Auburn way to look at it. understood <laughs> that what happened to us in 2004 was just wrong. It, just, it was wrong. Like, And I'm not even talking about – the fact that a team that goes undefeated in the SEC should mm-hmm. clearly go. Y'all can decide between the Pac-10 at the time and the Big 12. Y'all can decide which one of y'all gets to go. But leaving an SEC team out, mm. yeah, okay, man. All right, an undefeated SEC team. And it hasn't happened since, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't even dream of such a thing happening today. And there's, I've never, I've never seen a defense like that. And then oh, even man. even on offense, man, just the receiving core, the running back, just the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, man. Yeah, Dustin, nowadays I've watched a team, you know, I'm not going to say any names, but I watched a team lose their final regular season game 
and that was their only blemish that year. But they lost their last regular season game and still got in the playoffs and got to win the national championship. So, yeah, I'm I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to say who that was on this podcast because I'm not a proud supporter of that establishment over there. And, um, you know, hey, you know, 2004 Auburn, they went undefeated, didn't get to have have an opportunity to play. But, you know, you lose your last regular season game and somehow you get an opportunity. So, it's BS. But, man, Dustin, uh, a hell of an episode tonight, man. I really appreciate you coming on here. And it's becoming a weekly thing, man. I really enjoy it. If you could, Dustin, drop all your stuff, your social media stuff, and, and let my listeners know where they can find you. Yeah, buddy. No, I enjoy it, man. I look forward to doing this with you throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um Follow me on Twitter. It's dmichaud28, D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D, 28. And especially this weekend because you've got lots of videos, lots of pictures and stuff coming out of Auburn. So I'm fired up, man. I look forward to seeing you up there, brother. Yeah, Dustin, man. Hey, I'll hit you up Saturday as soon as I get there, man, and uh, we'll get together and uh, we'll have a blast, man. All right, buddy. All right, War Eagle, man. War Eagle, brother. Yes, sir. Everybody, Dustin, coming through with the Penn State Breakdown. Love to hear it, man. Uh, have an absolute blast having Dustin on. Uh, just a great dude, man, uh, and a guy that has a passion for the Auburn Tigers, just just like I do. We we talk about football, baseball, basketball, uh, all throughout the year, man. Uh, Dustin's been a, a hell of a, an addition to this podcast, and I love each and every second of having him on. I can't wait to get to Jordan Harris Stadium Saturday morning. It is going to be an absolute blast, man. Penn State, I can't emphasize this enough. Penn State is coming to Jordan Harris Stadium, and I'm going to be there. I'm excited, man. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I'm I'm going to walk out of Jordan Harris Stadium with no voice. I will not be able to talk. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to act a fool, man. I'm sitting. I'm sitting section 35, row 50, seats three and four, baby. I'm pumped. I'm in there. I'm in there. Let's go. Hey, I'll wrap it up with a war damn eagle. I'll see you Saturday. Check the Twitter page. Me and Dustin, like you just said, pictures, videos, uh, whatever. We might do a couple interviews with Auburn fans. All right. We might get after it this weekend, uh, hit up some tailgating, whatever. It's going to be absolutely freaking electric. War damn eagle. I'll catch you on the next one. I'm out. Let's go get a dub. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.